that third failure in a row, did you think, I need to pack this in? Never. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Hey, it's Tristan Marson here, host of the Progressing Humanity podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about why I do what I do and what my vision is for the next 20 years. One exercise that I've done that's made a massive impact on my life is I've sat down and I've mapped out my vision for the next 20 years. And basically, I, I planned multiple steps ahead for how I can get what I want over a 20-year period. So I basically, one day, went on the roof of my building and I sat down with no phone, with nothing for about three hours and just sat there and used my mind forced my mind in the direction of the future and just thinking about what I want, visualizing what I want, and just crystallizing it, visualizing it, making it clear and clear and clear. How many kids do I want? Exactly uh, what my life, I, what, exactly what I want my life to look like. Just painted that picture in my head and decided the amount of kids I have, decided what I'm doing each day, what does it actually look like? Where am I living? What am I doing each day? What am I working on? What's my financial situation? I painted that picture clearly in my head. That might sound silly. Tristan, how could you possibly create that future that's so far away? How could you possibly know what you want at that point in time? Well, frankly, I'm pretty clear. I've done so much thinking and so much reading, so much philosophy and learning that I feel like I'm pretty clear on exactly what I want out of my life. So looking 20 years in the future is easy because of the amount of thinking I've already done about my life. I live alone and I've tailored my environment such that every morning I have an hour or two hours of just being able to think clearly. And I, I rarely ever drive. I walk everywhere and I'm thinking in between walks. And I've, I've traveled uh, all around different countries. And when I'm traveling, I'm thinking all these different thoughts and I'm, I'm walking everywhere. So as I'm walking, I'm thinking as I'm going place to place throughout a city. Sometimes I'll literally walk across an entire city. It might take me an hour and a half, but I'll do it. And my mind is just wandering and roaming throughout that entire you know journey. And as a result of thinking over the past five years, reading, traveling, deliberately using my mind, with notes in front of me where I'm writing every single day, I'm writing my schedule, I'm writing my goals, I'm writing uh, out my vision. At the end of it, each year, I'm reflecting on the year and what did I accomplish? What could I have done better? Reflecting on that and thinking about that. As a result of all of that, when I about six months ago, sat on my rooftop and just let my mind roam about what I want out of life, I was able to pretty clearly project what I want it to look like. And I have a company that I want to start in 10 to 20 years from now that I'm using my existing company to help me get. And that company is InSelf, which is a brain-machine interface company that's ultimately going to compete with Norlink but I see that as kind of the Magnus Opal. I see that as being the most challenging thing I can possibly do. The brain is one of the last things 
we have not discovered and we do not understand nearly as much as we even understand astronomy or space. We know more about the stars and, the, and, and galaxies and about how Earth started than we do the brain, which is absolutely insane. And I believe the brain is the, is the final frontier next to, or the, the frontier before space. Uh, when, uh, we might colonize space before we understand the brain, but it's one of the final frontiers. It's one of the last things we haven't discovered. We haven't discovered the oceans, uh, deep down in the oceans. We don't know all the animals down in the Mariana Trench. In the same way, we're not aware of every galaxy that exists in every planet within those galaxies. The brain is just like that. And I think that is an exciting frontier where if we understand as much as we possibly can about the brain, we can leverage that information to make a better life for humanity. Because everything you see in your world is a projection from your brain. It's the thing that is the, the master panel of your life. We don't even know if our laws of physics are real or simply just what our brain is able to process. It's kind of like the hardware, but we're not actually able to see the software underneath as one theory uh, goes for um, how our world works. It's like we can see uh, we can see certain laws of physics with our eyes. But what's underneath that, it could just be our, um, our perception system that processes these things. And our laws of physics could exist within our mind because of how we perceive things. For example, as one theory goes. So the brain is, is what everything else exists around. If you're a bat, you see the world very differently then you are human, right? You have different senses. Imagine if humans had more senses. Imagine if humans could download information into the brain. Imagine if we knew exactly how the brain worked and we could reverse engineer how to go ahead and uh, improve the IQs of humans. And I know that sounds sci-fi. I know that sounds like, uh, well, Tristan, are you like, are you wanting to, uh, I don't know, create superhumans or something, but the knowledge that we'd be able to have of the brain would be, uh, would change everything, it'd be game changing. So that's something I'm very passionate about. But I feel like the version of myself I need to become in order to go ahead and uh, accomplish what I would need with this company, which would be an extremely, extremely difficult company to do the things I would want to do with Insult. I would. I mean, the goal of the company would be to download information into the brain, just like software. That would be the goal. Phenomenal, extremely difficult. We know how to get rockets to land themselves. We don't know how to download information in the brain. It's more difficult than starting a rocket company. And that is something that um, I feel I need to advance before I start. And I can start with a software business. I can learn these skills with my software, with my Web3 business that I'm going to be running for the next 10 to 20 years. I can develop the skills, the leadership skills. I can go through the trenches with a slightly less difficult vehicle, uh, exit this company or continue to run this company, take this to 10, 20, $30 billion a year, and then leverage that capital that I gained through that company 
to start insult because I'm going to need to burn at least $100 million in cash without any return to start this company. So that's what I'm aiming towards. And I'm not too concerned about my personal life. One thing that I've noticed amongst all my most successful friends, and I, I, have, this, I have this elite circle of friends, three people, or four or five people actually, now I think about it. And my most successful friends are 20 years old doing $6 million a month. 20 years old doing $6 million a month. They don't care about their personal life. They're not worried about it. They're not worried about they're going to move, where they're going to move. They're not worried about what furniture is in their house. They're not worried about who they're going to marry. They're not worried about anything. They're just focused on the main thing. And that's how I'm living my life too. I don't care about the furniture in my house. I don't care about what type of car I drive. I don't care about anything pretty much except for books, traveling suits. Great. None of that. All of that adds to my life and adds to my company. But the company is the main thing. And I see my family, you know, once every three months, I visit home for a week. I don't completely neglect that. And I talk to them or talk to my mom. I talk to my, my youngest brother um, every other day. So I don't completely neglect that. But I don't put my focus on all these other things. I obsess all day long on the main thing. And that's my company. And it, it, it's to the point where I wake up and from 9 to 10 p.m., that's the only thing I'm focused on. I'm not answering any text from anyone unless it's related to what I'm doing. I'm not answering any emails from anyone unless it's related to what I'm doing. And I'm just laser focused on that. Now, although I do have a vision of who I want to marry, one, one, one exercise I did one day is I sat down and I created a Google Sheet. And in that Google Sheet, I called it life criteria. And in life criteria, what I did is I mapped out all the different aspects of my life. And then I actually wrote out my criteria for each aspect of my life. Now, that might sound silly, but most people, they, tr they treat their life as if, as if they have more than one life. They treat their spouse as if it's just like, this thing that's really not that important. Like, I'm just going to settle on the first person I really like. I'm not really going to have a clear vision of who this person should be. They treat their job like it's not a big deal and they just choose the first job, a, a university or a... Uh, they take the first job out of university because they're in debt and they feel like they need to take a job right away without realizing they're actually selling their life. It's like the most important thing you have is your time and every action you take what you're doing is you're selling a little bit of your life. Every exchange you make where you're selling your time, you're selling your life. And most people just completely neglect that, neglect that. And they don't have enough weight in their mind when it comes to decisions they make. They don't weigh the fact that they're spending two years at this job that isn't their dream job. It isn't the thing that they love doing. They don't weigh that as much as they should. You should never settle for anything in life. You can compromise, but you should never, never settle. What's the point of living in the place that isn't your, your dream place? I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, because it's the best place I've ever lived in. It's my favorite place I've ever, I've ever been to in the United States. That's why I live there. As soon as I find a better place, I'm going to move there. Because I'm not going to take my life to chance. 
I'm going to demand the best of my life. And before I got hyper, hyper, hyper obsessed with my business, I set up the conditions for what I want out of life. And that freed me and gave me the ability to focus on my main thing. I was living, I started living in Scottsdale, but you know, when I was 19 and I love Scottsdale. So boom, it's a great environment. My friends are there. It's a great place. I love it. Boom. Great environment, great apartment, beautiful view. I'm in the, I, I set up my environment in such a way that it's the optimal environment for me to have a great uh, work, uh, a great ability to focus on my work and work gracefully on my main thing and obsess on it while being happy with where I'm living and my personal life and my personal situation. And I basically cut out all other noise. I cut out all the noise, all the things unrelated to the main thing. And that made my life a lot better. I don't have any relationships from high school. I don't have anyone really demanding things from me except for my team within my company. And that's how I want to set up my life. I want my life to be simple, right? So simply, I'm working on this company, Airless. It's a Web3 company. And the reason I'm passionate about Web3 is because Web3 has the potential to solve all the problems I'm passionate about. It has potential to empower people in third world countries around the world. It has potential to decrease the power of authoritarian regimes. It has the potential of putting freedom back in the hand of individuals instead of corporations that are slowly gripping more power away from individuals. The things I'm passionate about are solved by Web3. Why would I want to? spend my life doing something that doesn't solve the problems I'm most passionate about, right? So that's what I do. I focus on what I'm most passionate about, which is uh, what Web3 is able to do. It's able to solve the problems I care about. When I was running my marketing agency, I didn't care about the problems I was solving, to be, to be frank. Like, I didn't really care about marketing for restaurants. It didn't seem like a very important thing to me. Whereas what I'm building right now, my anti-scam software, it's solving hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of potential scams we're protecting our users from. And we have the potential to become the de facto, de facto security for Web3 and integrate our software into a wallet and build a wallet that's 10 to 20 times better than existing wallets and then build this Web3 ecosystem where we have the best Web3 infrastructure that enables us to create more use cases for more people, bring more people in Web3, expand Web3 by bringing in new groups of people and serving new groups of people with this infrastructure and building the most valuable ecosystem in Web3. That's what we're building. That's what I'm going to spend the next 10 to 20 years on. And then that will give me the ability to then start the company Insolve which will be probably the company I run until the day I die because it's a problem that's going to require essentially my entire life to solve. And then there's many other aspects of my life I've, I've thought about. I only want to write three books and they need to be magnum opuses. They need to be banners. I'm not going to write a shitty book. I'm going to write a book that is worthy of a Pulitzer Prize. Like that's the level of book that I am going to write when I do write a book. And 
Yeah, other aspects of my life. I'm pretty clear on it. I want to have eight kids, eight or nine kids. Like I've, I've had all this thought out for the next 20 plus years, what I want to focus on. And of course, my life is not going to play out to this exact vision. But by thinking about all of this stuff way in advance and demanding the highest quality of my life, I'm going to get a very high quality life. And you don't want to leave things up to chance. You don't want to self-select. You don't want to choose the video that YouTube recommends you and treat the rest of your life like that. You don't want to choose the college your friend recommended you because they recommended it. You don't want to choose the first job offered to you. That's not how you want to live your life. You want to live your life deliberately. When Gary Vee gives us advice and he says, you know, go work for someone for five years and, and, and figure things out. Go, go try a bunch of stuff and see, like, see what you like. And then, you know, that'll help you like find the path of your life. Bullshit. A thousand hours of introspection will save you a life worth of experimentation. A thousand hours of introspection will save you a life worth of experimentation. Most people experiment their entire life until eventually they get stuck. And it's like the great philosopher said, the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Most people live their entire life in chains until they're 55. Then they decide, whoa, I just not lived the rest of my life. I've, I've not lived my life the way exactly I want to. I need to start that company now. I need to start that now. I need to start living my life like I'm going to die when they're, you know, 20, 30 years from dying, maybe if they're lucky. But you want to live your entire life like you're going to die. You want to live today like you're going to die tomorrow. You want to live every day like you're going to die tomorrow. You want to walk from place to place with a sense of urgency. You want to run from place to place. You want to do tasks with urgency. You want to live as if tomorrow you might die. It sounds cliche, but that's how I actually try to live. I'm running from place to place to place. I do not have time for small talk. I do not engage in that for the, for the most part. I mean, here and there, but... Like my point is you want to live your life very deliberately. Figure out exactly what you want. 1,000 hours worth of introspection. Look 10 to 20 years in the future. Crystallize your life. Create a path to get there. And do not settle for anything in your life. And do not experiment with your life. You have one. You can experiment in business, but not with your life. You can experiment with activities. You can go skydiving. You can you know, do different activities you've never done before. But you don't want to experiment with the main aspects of your life. You want to choose them deliberately and put some deep thought into them. Sit down every day for 15 minutes and just think, or an hour every day. The more time, the better, frankly, so long as it doesn't impede your ability to take action. But anyway, that's my TED Talk. I hope you got something out of this. I'm Tristan Larson, host of the Progressing Humanity podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Suited. Uh, download my scam blocker. If you're in the crypto space, it's like ad blocker, but it blocks scams. It's completely free. It's called blockum.io. And yeah, I'll see you in the next 
Progressing Humanity podcast.